When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! How about that, Al? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everybody out there. It feels fantastic to be back. It feels like we've been gone for, I don't know, six months, a year, a year and yep. a half. It's been a wild uh, week or so. Yeah, 100%. I thought it got canceled. I uh, just assumed <laughs> that it was over. And then, you know, I got an email yesterday basically saying, hey, just FYI. You and Travis are back on in the morning, so it just kind of threw me off a little bit. I thought, well, I thought, I'm glad. I'm glad that you got the email. I, I did not, so I just kind of showed up just hoping with my fingers crossed that uh, everything the, was going to work out. The still but, worked. Yeah, it, it connected this morning. <laughs> everything was ready to go, so it feels pretty good. How was uh, how was your little holiday break? Holiday was great. Uh, night, it, it, by the way, why does it feel like – I feel like you and I – First of all, I, I feel like you and I haven't talked in three and a half years. Like there is like, I think we have so much to catch up on. I want to know how your family is. Um, I want to know how everything is going. Uh, but it was nice. It was a nice couple of days. You know, it's kind of funny. The the sports world, whether it was college football or it was the NBA or it was the NFL, a lot of good stuff going on all around sports. Obviously, a lot of good uh, local stuff. But Travis, kind of nice to just kind of get away for a what was it? Almost a week for you and I, and get back into it. Yeah, it was a it was a nice little break to be sure. I, I'm not gonna lie. Um, yep. You're you're a little lucky that I'm here. There there was there was a chance that I was going to expire somewhere in a mountain pass near Mammoth, California, uh, a few days ago. That when that giant storm was hitting, my family and I had the brilliant idea of let's drive to Mammoth. 100%. And, and so we did. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you've made that drive, right, Al? You've been up there? Yeah, been up there before. Um, huge chains guy. Love throwing on chains. Sometimes <laughs> okay, well, we'll middle of that. July. Middle of July, I like Just going on chains. Just put them on chains. for fun. Just in case. It's more safety first. <laughs> safety first. So, uh, okay, so you've made the drive, and I'm sure that a, a, a great number of our listeners know this drive. But just to, in the interest of, of geography, yep. from Bishop, which is if you're heading from the south where we are, from Bishop to Mammoth, headed north, is about a 40-mile drive, give or take. It's kind of the last spot you hit before you get into Mammoth. Start going up, yep. Right? Takes about 40, 40, 45 miles. You want to take a random guess at how long it took the Rogers family to execute that 40-mile stretch of road? So this is on the way up. This on the is way not up. coming down. Correct. Um, I'm going to say it took uh, two hours. It took five hours. It took five hours to go 45 miles. Because oh, you guys I, parked at Bishop and hiked up there? <laughs> it would have been quicker it, it, and probably less dangerous because what happened was is we're going up, they closed the road. CHP closes the road because it's unsafe to travel on. Okay, fine. We wait. So we wait. And we wait and we wait and we wait and we wait and we wait. So it's about a two-hour wait before they open the road again. Oh, and then man. you start to climb the, the hill, right? Mm-hmm. And then, that yep, chains. Got to put the chains on the car. Now, we've, we've discussed this. Yep. Not really my jam. 
Mm-hmm. Not really the way that I do it. My wife and son, however, have decided that they know how to put on the chains. Sure. No, 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 Dad. We, I've watched a video on YouTube. Yep. I know how to do this. I'm ready um, to work for AAA if you need me. Yep. Guys, why don't we just have the guy there in the orange vest that says he'll do it for 50 bucks? Why don't we have yep. him do it? No, 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 no. I know how to do it. I know how to. Uh, okay. All right. So they did. And I'll take a guess at what happened. I'm going to – look, this is just random. This is no disrespect to your wife, the family. I'm just going to assume that the chains uh, – maybe maybe they didn't work as planned. Did they not Correct. go as – Okay. All right. <laughs> you are right. Yep. So, as we're going through, very quickly on the drive, the one on the left tire just flies off. Just just flies off. So, that's cool. Let what does go- that mean, by the way? Does that mean the other three, they step well, up? one left. We only had two. Right? Oh, yeah, that's so right. We, that's we, right. We only we put had on two. Uh, yeah. So, we're down to one. And and it's not going well. And so we're going. It's making – the change, just generally speaking, do not make a good sound when you're no. driving on the road. It's loud to begin with. But mm-hmm. this is making an even worse sound sure. than you might yeah, imagine. No, you got one that's trying to make up for the, the lost left it, one. It decides it should fly off too. So it does. So now we are in the middle of a blizzard on a mountain road chainless. The, o- the only oh saving grace – Oh, my gosh. The only saving grace is – the traffic is so backed up, and it's snowing so hard that you're going about five miles an hour, literally five or ten miles an hour. So that's what, that we we made it. We got to the place. We checked in. We how uneasy? New- how uneasy are you holding that steering wheel with your entire family in the car? Well, no chains on. I mean, just what is that feeling like? I have long said, and I don't yeah. know if I've said it on this show, but I've definitely said it on the radio before. I I, I believe. I'm not the most religious guy in the world, but I do believe that heaven and hell are customized for you, okay? That if you are a good person and you get to heaven, whatever you like most, that's your heaven. The opposite is true. Whatever you hate the most, whatever you fear the most, whatever your greatest anxiety is, that's your version of hell. And I have said before that being trapped in a car with noisy children is my version of hell, right? It's just it's just not my deal. This is how scary it was. They didn't say a word. They, they didn't say a word. The car's sliding around on the road. I'm trying to keep enough distance from the car in front of me in case I have to stop that maybe I can slide to a stop in time. But at the same time, trying to keep enough pace going so I can actually see the car in front of me. We made it barely a five-hour drive from Bishop to Mammoth. And it was uh, that's how I started the vacation. So it was it was wonderful. I'm alive. Everybody in the family is healthy and alive. So I guess it was a success. That sounds uh, that sounds awful. Uh, not you know just the actual excursion of getting up there, but I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you went through it. Yeah, listen, for those glad who are aggressive, that, what's that? You guys said just being glad that I went through it is aggressive. I mean, happy I came out the other side, perhaps. But no, it's more uh, you know it, it uh, character building. Yeah, it changes you. Uh, can I tell you a quick funny story? Please. And I thought about the show for a quick second here over the uh, the Christmas break. So, um, I got a friend of mine who's a contractor. Okay, so that's what he does for a living. He builds homes for a living. Sure. He goes, hey, um, come with me. I just got to stop by Home Depot real quick. We've had these conversations about Home Depot. Um, so we get to Home Depot, and there's an area for contractors. Did you know this? That, yes. you know, if you're your regular person that just goes in there and, you know, you need to go grab a plant or uh, uh, a Mountain Dew because that's what you and I usually do when we go to Home Depot. Um, Gum. I did not know there's an area just for contractors. Sure. 
So he actually is like, hey, just give me a second. Gets out. He's the one undoing, you know, the chain of, like, where another car should go in. And he pulls in and, Ryan, how you doing? Ryan, what's going on? And he's just kind of like quick, couple quick waves. Looks at the pallet that's sitting right there with, I don't know, some type of concrete mix. I don't know what it is, right? <laughs> he's looking at it. It's got his name on it. He's going through the pages. Guys, we're missing this, missing that. Do you know how uncomfortable it feels to be so incredibly lost? I don't yes. know what they thought of me. Like I tried to make it look like no, no, yeah, I'm, a, I work with them. You know, I tried to make it look. I tried to kind of give that type of perception. <laughs> Nobody bought it. Everybody's looking at me like, what is this clown doing in the car? Get him away from Home Depot. So I'm glad you and I, you know, we spent time. Our manhood. Um, yes. was was questioned over the break, and I think uh, it is solidified that both you and I. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it was questioned because I never really had it to begin with. Sure, I, I just sure. I, I got there and we got back, and you made it in and out of Home Depot. I think we are what we were going in, and we're pretty pretty much the same thing coming out. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Don't forget, you can be a part of the show. We would love you to be a part of the show. You can do it on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, so are the fans. Return the glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So, there was a lot going other than uh, our, our adventures. There was a lot going on. We've you know kind of a couple of weeks worth of stuff really has, has yeah. stacked up in in the time that we've been gone. The Rams decided to invent a new way to win football games. Their new plan is we're going to turn it over three times. Yep. But we're also going to win. <laughs> Go ahead and figure that out. I don't I don't know how they've done it. They turned it over three times against Minnesota. They win the game. They turned it over three times yesterday against Baltimore, including a pick six. Yay, that makes four this season. That's fun. And they win the game anyway. It was it was a bizarre couple of games for the Rams, but when we left out, they were playing better. They you know, the Monday night football game was kind of the turning point for them. They were playing better to be sure. But here we are on Monday morning on January 3rd and the Rams are the number 2 seed in the NFC. How did we get here? Yeah, I don't know. It's funny too because you look at the record. And it's like, all right, twelve and four. Right, that's, that's a phenomenal damn good. record. Right, uh, like you mentioned, second in the NFC. Only the Packers have a better record, and they've had some help here. I mean, whether it's it's you know that doesn't matter. Just other teams have lost. Whether it's the Cowboys losing to Arizona yesterday, Tampa shot themselves in the foot. Uh, a couple times this season, Packers are really the only one that have just kind of consistently continued to win. But I don't know what to think of the 12 and four. I, I guess I'm not paying as much attention to the 12 and four record because, you know, you said something right there, and uh, I, I tell you, if you're going to compete for a Super Bowl, you definitely are not going to compete for a Super Bowl if your quarterback is committing that many turnovers on a week in week out basis. And it, it's great to come back. It's great to, you know, you drive down in Baltimore and you put yourself in a position and you throw a couple darts to Beckham and yep. uh, all of a sudden now you, you actually have a lead and you're still trying to figure out how the hell are they uh, up in this game? Your defense stops the uh, uh, stops Baltimore enough times to kind of continue to keep the game close and you could strike at the end. Um, but I'm with you. You know, you kind of look at the 12 and four record. And it's like, all right, it tells part of the story, but, man, if they're going to go do some real damage in the playoffs, you don't need Matt Stafford. It's funny because Stafford did some stuff at the end of the game where it's almost as if he's playing flawless football. It's like you don't even need that in a you know through a 60-minute uh, game. All you need is just find the middle ground where 
you're not the 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 topic or the storyline because of the turnovers that you're involved in, but you also don't need to be the greatest quarterback in the fourth quarter where you can't make a mistake. It's like, is there a middle ground somewhere? And I think that's the part that sticks out to me most right now. They've played 16 games, four and a half months worth of football so far, and we are exactly where we were when we started the season. <laughs> now they they have a great record. They got a great record. They're they're you know they're I think they have like a seventy four percent chance of winning the division. They need to beat uh, San Francisco on Sunday or yep. have Arizona lose to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Either one of those things gives them the the division uh, win. That being said, they are exactly where they were, which is well, if Matt Stafford's good, we got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. If he doesn't play well, they could lose to anybody. And guess what? 16 games in the books, that's exactly where they are. Because when he's good, second half yesterday. By the way, he wasn't just, like you said, Slee, he wasn't just good yesterday in the second half. He was perfect. He was 14 out of 14. He did not miss a throw. He made a couple of throws that there aren't five guys in the league that could have made. That throw to Beckham for fourth, uh, for first down on fourth and five. catch by Beckham, the, too? The incredible catch. Yep. That was a yep. catch that not many guys make. It's mm-hmm. a throw that not many guys make. The throw to Beckham to, for the go-ahead touchdown was a 10 out of 10 throw. That, that, it, on TV's wide open, it said that is a throw that has to be delivered exactly on time with exactly that amount of velocity, yeah. all of those things. And the reason he had to be 14 for 14, the reason he had to throw a, a, a 10 out of 10 ball to get a a fourth and five conversion dug himself be- a hole is because he turned it over three times in the first half i mean stop stop me if you've heard this story before that he picked six and you just the second he left his hand you're like oh, that's a touchdown for baltimore and yeah. it was clark goes in uh and scores the touchdown he throws what's essentially a jump ball down the field clark gets his second interception you're like what what's going on here the rams are getting ready to score a touchdown uh early in the third quarter and he fumbles you know, inside the red zone, there were just all of these moments. You're going, what in the world is happening right now? And then he basically wins the game for you in the fourth quarter. It's exactly what we were talking about at the beginning of the season. If Stafford can play at the best end of his ability, no one's going to beat this team. If he plays like we saw in the first half, they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. And that's exactly where we are as we get ready for the playoffs in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think that's the last thing you want. Let, let's, uh, Trav, we, we could continue to talk about this. And by the way, if there are any Rams fans out there that want to talk about Matt Stafford over the last couple of weeks or just the Rams in general, you can feel free to give us a call, 877-710-ESPN. But I think that's the most it, – it's it's the toughest position to be in, and I'll explain what I mean coming up next. So stay right here. This is the Travis and Sleba Show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You have to wait 15 more minutes to find out, Al, to see whether or not he's going to bring back your favorite music. (laughs) Forgot or we're hoping that everyone else had forgotten? No, I genuinely forgot. How long has it been since? It's been a while. Well, it was. It goes back to the Jokic like draft, right? <laughs> when you oh, were yeah, fired up right. for that, I I forget how we even got to it, but we, well, we got to it. It's a part of the show. When Jokic won MVP, 
There was <laughs> conversations about when Jokic was when he was being selected in the draft. It was in the middle of a Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> that's right, and that's what we were talking about. <laughs> hey, good player, Taco Bell commercial or not, he uh, he certainly has proven to be worth uh, the draft pick along Jokic the way. Jokic drafted but... by the Nuggets, the Chalupa, <laughs> ninety nine cents this weekend only. <laughs> Big E writes, Trav, wow, I didn't think, or he says to you, Al, I didn't think Trav was amateur hour going to the snow. Why not? Why didn't you think that? What gave you any idea that I was anything other than a rank amateur? Look, I've, here's, here's where I've lived, Al. Los Angeles, Santa Barbara, Phoenix, and Houston. Think I have a lot of experience driving in the snow in those four places? Well, I don't I- ski. I don't snowboard. I don't go to the mountains very often. Why would I know how to do that? This is the only amateur hour portion of this. You had chains and you let your family put them on rather than get I, a trained professional. It was. I not, would have refused to go any further. It was ridiculous. I'm like, guys, this is a terrible. No, 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 no. I know how to. Okay. Okay. And now, and you know what we should have done? We should have had that guy put them on. Do you think so, doctor? <laughs> really? <laughs> you think that would have been a good idea? Yeah, probably would have been a pretty good idea. You know, idea. my tooth is really hurting. I think I'm going to go to the dentist. Nope, I got it. Lay down. Safer Open than your doing mouth. what we did. I, I'd, I'd perform my own uh, root canal before I drive through the snow again with uh, the chains on the car the way that they were. It's time for some Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. The, tell me if you agree with this. Okay. The Rams are good enough to win the Super Bowl. And the Rams are also vulnerable enough to be out in the first round. That, that's what it feels like to me heading into the playoffs. And it's kind of interesting because while they're sitting at number two right now, by the mm-hmm. time we're here a week from today, they could still be at number two or they could be down at number five. And, and the, the, the matchup is pretty interesting because at two, you probably, not guaranteed, but you probably end up playing San Francisco a second week in a row. And if you're number five, you know, your opponent could be – it could be Dallas, it could be Tampa, it could be Arizona, it could be any of these other teams. I'm not so sure. You want to be at home, obviously, especially as the number two seed because you get two home games potentially. But at number five, you get a much better draw than potentially San Francisco at two. Okay, what's a what's a bigger surprise to you? If the Rams lost in the first round of the playoffs or if the Rams won a Super Bowl? That they lose in the first round of the playoffs. That really? would be the bigger – yeah. Yeah, they're, Al, they're 12-4. and four. And I know I understand that it's it's not a perfect twelve and four, mm-hmm. but they're twelve and four. They could be thirteen and four going into the playoffs. And even at twelve and five, that's a really good season. At twelve and five, if you lose in the first round of the playoffs, I would be surprised because you're gonna get a team that is the fifth seed, the sixth seed, something yep. like that. So I, I just yeah, I, I would be surprised I would be more not surprised that it happened, but I'd be more surprised by that than if they go all the way. So it's funny because I, I I go the other way and I, I I watch this Rams team, and listen, they have moments where you're like, wow, this is this is a really good football team. Mm-hmm. The way they – I didn't like – I thought Baltimore lost the game yesterday more than the Rams just snatching it out and saying this is ours, right? I thought, I thought Baltimore, whether it was mistakes they made to close out the first half, whether it was not capitalizing on all those turnovers and – Pretty much kicking field goals. It seemed like uh, I know one uh, one of the uh, interceptions go back goes back for a touchdown, but they left a lot of points on the board. So I, I was a little surprised from that perspective that uh, um, just uh, the the way Baltimore had opportunities and take advantage of it. But the one thing I, I've kind of noticed, and and this is you can make the case for this of really any of the teams in the NFC, and you could talk about the AFC as well. There isn't a team. 
does Tampa seem like, hey, this is a lock to get to the Super Bowl? No, absolutely not. The Cowboys obviously don't seem like it. Arizona doesn't seem like it. And I put Rams kind of in a similar conversation. I, I don't know what I'm going to get on a week-in, week-out basis from the Rams. Um, even though they've won five games in a row, and this is not to say that the Packers are playing perfect football because they're not because it was just a week, week and a half ago or so that yeah, they Baltimore just must be barely – Right, Baltimore goes for two. They don't get the two, and they give up two touchdowns in the final couple of minutes. But I, I, I feel that I guess I'd be more surprised. Can they do it? Of course they can. Do they have the talent to do it? Of course they do. But damn, to have a quarterback that erratic, you don't need him to be perfect. You just got to make sure that you're also not – you make those turnovers in the playoffs, it's a wrap. The it's season wrap. is over. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that's the one thing that I, I think I get more concerned about because I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to make mistakes like that. Not like that. Not like that. And I, and yeah. I don't think – you know, maybe you could say Tom Brady, the same thing, but, is not going to make mistakes like that. And that's the part that, that worries me. Okay, I, I agree with everything you said right there, but I, I want to add a little context to some of this stuff because while I agree with you that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to do that, that Tom Brady isn't going to do that, they're probably the only two guys who you can say that definitively about, right? That most of these teams, even Patrick Mahomes, who's been fantastic, maybe he's certainly more in the Brady Rogers group than in the other, but Dak Prescott, I don't know. Kyler Murray, I don't know. 100%. Jimmy G, I don't know. 100%. You know all, all of these yep. guys, and then go to the other side, whether it's Josh Allen or any of the other guys that, you know, Ryan Tannehill or Carson Wentz or Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, wh- whoever these guys end up being in the play. I think everybody's kind of in the same boat with the exception of Rodgers and Brady and, and, and Mahomes. So you got you got 14 playoff teams. Three of them feel great about their quarterback, and everyone else probably feels pretty good about what they've got going. But I don't think the Rams are in a unique position of, hey, we can't turn the ball. That's everybody. That, that's everybody coming. If you turn it over a bunch of times, I, I think that they're, they're – the, the ceiling on their guy is a little higher than everybody, but their, their floor is about where everyone else is that isn't Tampa, that isn't Green Bay, that isn't Kansas City. But, Trav, that, that's what makes kind of the situation unique is you went out and you got Stafford because you thought this was the guy that – I'm not saying that Stafford's supposed to be the, – the quarterbacks we just mentioned are the best in the world. So mm-hmm. let's not – you know I don't want to make it sound like I'm throwing that out there, like, oh, every team's got an Aaron Rodgers or anything along those lines, but – if you went out and you got Matt Stafford to get you over the hump, to get you back to the Super Bowl, to compete for a Super Bowl, uh, uh, to eventually compete for a Super Bowl trophy, every quarterback that you just mentioned are the quarterbacks and the teams that you would have to get through to get back to the Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, you know, when we say that the mistakes that some of these other quarterbacks make or the mistakes that Matt Stafford has made, the the only people we're talking about and the teams that we're talking about are the that's those are the obstacles to go in it all and that's that's the part where it's tough for me where I see the twelve and four record but it's you know six turnovers in two weeks makes you kind of scratch your it's, head like how the hell do you do deal. this in the playoffs no you no it, it it was a one in a million kind of deal you can't turn it over six times in two games and win both the games that that just it just doesn't happen it's incredibly rare. But I will say this, Al, and I think it goes back to Minnesota, and it was certainly true yesterday. You're yeah. right. Baltimore did leave points on the field. Baltimore did have opportunities that they did not take advantage of. But here's the rub. The Ram defense yeah. did a lot of that to them. They they were, what were they? They were first and goal at, what was it, the six-yard line in the third quarter there. If they score a touchdown there, that game's over. 
the game is over. The Rams are not going to score twice with mm-hmm. five minutes to go unless something really unusual happens. The Rams get a stop. Not only do they get a stop, they actually they push back, back to the point yeah. where they're mm-hmm. comfortably out of that, the touchdown range, and they force them to kick a field goal. We saw them do that a bunch of times. They, they, that Rams philosophy of we can bend but don't break, there was a couple of times during the season where we're like, you know what, these guys are giving up a ton of yards, giving up a ton mm-hmm. of big plays. The reason they're 12-4 and four has as much to do with that defense, and we saw yes, Von Miller made a couple of big plays. We know Aaron Donald is who he is. Jalen Ramsey is who he is. But that Ram defense did a whole bunch yesterday to not just limit what Baltimore was doing, but to swing that take to keep them in that game. Because if even one of those field goals is a touchdown, the Rams lose. They didn't score a touchdown on offense. The only mm-hmm. touchdown that the, the Baltimore Ravens was the scored pick six. was yeah. the pick six. The defense yesterday was fantastic, and that can kind of be that that little safety valve on Matthew Stafford that if he does have an intercept, you know, you can't pick sixes or in a category of their own. By no, the you way, can't. Yep. You, you ready? You ready? This is bad. I, I don't want to. I'm gonna say this once, and then we're just gonna move on. Yep. Matt Stafford has as many pick sixes this year as Jared Goff had in his entire career as a Ram. Really? <laughs> yeah. It really. Just That's a stat? Put, just putting that out there. He had as many pick sixes this season. By the way, season's not over. He has as many pick sixes this season as Jared Goff had in his career as a L.A. Ram. Yeah, by the way, why does it have to be pick sixes? Like, you know, the second, interse- <laughs> the second interception he threw Can't was basically a 40. Well, it was basically a punt, right? The, the, yeah. the interception he threw, which was an awful decision. There's three guys on Odell Beckham. But I'm just using that as an example. Why? The, the picks that he's thrown are backbreakers. I mean, if, if Baltimore has any chance of, <laughs> of staying in the game, it's getting can a we, pick six. Can we, can we just say the they're not hell? great and move on? Can we just say? Can we just stipulate that well, yes, well, those are bad and move forward? I want well, to do that, the Russell Will, the, the Russell Westbrook thing and say, yeah, yeah, that's like throwing pick sixes is part of the game. Just leave me alone. I want to just move forward. I, I will say this: I, I thought. I thought the Rams were vulnerable to losing one of these two road games. I really did. I th- I did not think they were going to walk out two and zero. So if I give, if there's anything to give credit to to the Rams, they were ugly. Um, a lot of those, you know, both of those games, nobody's going to look at and say, "Hey, this is the blueprint of how you win in the NFL." Nobody's going to look at it that way. But they did kind of find a way to win I, two games. I mean, absolutely. just kind of to, to think about this a month ago where they were to where they sit today. And I know there's a lot in between. Like, I I know you can't just go to the final chapter and just say, well, let me just read the good parts or anything along those lines. Um, They are 12-4, and and uh, it's impressive that they're sitting in this position. I just – when you think of big picture, and you said this a lot, it's not just winning how do you win. What what Ram fans should be worried about is you go into a playoff game and you play anything close to how you've played these last couple of weeks – you're not going to get very far, and that's that's kind of the point uh, that I'm trying to make. Yes, we know the upside is as good as it gets, but man, you don't even need to just if you can be more of a and you know this is more on Matt Stafford. You don't have to win the game, but you can't lose the game either. You know, it's it just play more of an even kill that your team knows what you're going to give them on a week week in week out basis. I agree with all of that. I just want to add one other thing. Winning the NFL is hard, and if you win the game, you did something right. And, mm-hmm. and as bad as the turnovers were in the last, they won both those games. And Yo, you like, saw McVay's reaction too. Was oh, like he, he was won the fired Super Bowl. Up. Yeah, he was yeah, fired because he he knows they dodged a huge bullet. He he knows that they got away with one. Probably the last couple. You know, Minnesota. 
Eh, Rams kind of felt like they were in charge of that game, but yesterday yeah. it didn't. Or it never felt like the Rams had control of that game. Yesterday they didn't have they didn't have a lead until 54 seconds left in the game. They finally go ahead, they hold on, they get it done. That was not the only game in the NFL yesterday. In fact, how playoffs do start a week early. We'll explain next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I'm all for doing another thing, but not that thing. That, that, that is a one hitter quitter or whatever that phrase is. I'm never again, never, ever again. I've, I've just now started to put jalapenos back on things. I, uh, it, you ruined me for a few months, Al. How hot are habaneros? Hotter than jalapenos. I have this, uh, I got this bottle that, uh, you know, just a hot sauce and it's habaneros. And I've been putting it on, I actually had it on pizza a couple days ago. Uh And I thought about you saying that you have not used hot sauce since. And uh, it's got a little kick to it. Um, I, I don't need to go back to what we did Actually, I won't say that I'll never do that again. I won't say that I'll never do it. Who are you going to do it? I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait some time. <laughs> you, do you have a, a new co-host in mind that you want to torture with that? Because maybe have Michael do it on Laker pregame show and have have Michael call. I think Michael is a fan of hot sauce. Yeah, well, hot sauce like is one that. thing, yeah. and then that yeah, sandwich like that. is a different category. How no, we'll, your... do it, we'll do it in the we'll do it in the final segment of the pregame show, and then he'll be ready for <laughs> perfect the call with John. <laughs> By the way, how was doing color on the on the Laker broadcast? That had to awesome. be kind of fun. I bet that yeah, was awesome. It was really really cool. You know, we did it on Christmas. Um, you know, Michael's obviously back, but uh, it was awesome to be honest with you. Just kind of, it, it's funny because when you're doing pre and post, there is time in between. So you kind of find yourself, whether even when the game is going on, you could be looking up something. Did you do pre the game and post? Did you do all three? (laughs) The whole thing. (laughs) The whole thing. Why do you you want to hear something funny? That was when I finished halftime, when I finished the halftime show. I was (laughs) like, you did halftime too. This is the whole thing. No, no, no. Nothing changed. You should have done play by play. You should have done it all. Pre. Um, first quarter hit, halftime, you know, the whole thing. And then just doing the – I mean, listen, John is driving. I'm literally in the passenger seat right. just rolling the window up and down and changing the GPS if he needs anything, right? <laughs> like, I'm not – he's the one driving this whole thing. But when I finished halftime, I told the guys, I'm like, I need to use the restroom. And I walked up, <laughs> left, went to the urinals, and just, I don't know. Okay, did you make your way all the way to the press room, or did you go, like, general public No, I used the public. (laughs) The public is closer, so I went to the general public, 
did that, used that, and it, you know, it takes a second here. There's people in line, whatever the case is. And when I came back, the broadcast had already started. That was the only time I got out of my seat. Okay, that was literally so the only time I got out of my seat. Here's my question, and I need you to be honest. And, and yeah. you're an honest person, and I expect that you're going to tell the truth here. How nervous were you to do that? Because when you get, we, I'll speak for myself real quick. Every time we get we, – you and I have been doing this show for a long time. I've been doing this in one sort of capacity for another for the better part of 12 years on air. I still get a little bit of juice every time you're about to go, right? You still get a little bit of that, okay, it's, it's time to talk a little bit. But when you get to go and do something that you really have never done before, that's a totally different deal. What was your level of nervousness heading into do color commentary on an NBA game, a Lakers game, that you've never done something like that before? You know, it's funny. I think actually when you don't know what to expect, sometimes there's less nerves because you don't know what to expect. So if that makes any sense at all, sure. this is maybe a bad example. I, when I, I told you this, I, I've, I've gone uh, skydiving. Don't get me wrong. I was very nervous going skydiving, but I also didn't know what the hell to expect. If I did it again, it'd be a lot – the the – actual fact of going through it and then doing it again because now you know what to expect I think would be a lot more I'd be a lot more nervous the second time around than the first time around but doing the broadcast to be honest it actually wasn't that bad I, I wasn't I wasn't really all that nervous I think part of it a lot of that has to do with you're doing it with freaking John John yeah. this is what he does John's gonna drive the car and you really you know I, I think I was probably more quiet than I should have been, but just kind of chiming That's, in what you think. Yeah, m- missing on the low side is the correct way to miss. No question. About it. Not no talking question about enough it. is much better than hey, uh, Al, can you chill out for a second? Can you let me call? Well, I I knew, I knew when you know, and I, listen, I was I was very fortunate that they asked, and it's great to have Michael back. John will eventually be back. He's in health and COVID protocol, so you got Trudell calling the games. I was just kind of the world that we're in. Uh, I knew 100%. The last thing anybody is going to tell me is, hey, Al, um, you want to let John talk a little bit? Like It was it was going to be such the opposite that it was, listen, I'll chime in when I feel like uh, there's a, a quiet moment or when John is like, hey, you want to talk for a quick second so I can get a drink of water? ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. So, obviously, week 18 in the NFL. First time we're ever going to do that next weekend. Starts on Saturday. Trav, I just start calling the play by play. I just should have called the play. Wow. West, Westbrook to the left wing, 15 footer, rebounded LeBron James. You just should have started doing it. You just, just fall Timeout, Lakers. Not? It's not even a timeout. I'm just making up stuff as I go. It's a nice feed by Worthy right there. Worthy going to the, just start listing all your favorite Lakers going through it. Why not? Why not? That's awesome. That would be a good way to do it. Uh, Chargers and Raiders got flexed into Sunday night. First week, 18 ever in NFL history. And basically we get a de facto playoff game. There are a couple of scenarios playoff involving game. ties and whatnot. But let's mm-hmm. just – the regular deal is – the winner of the Charger-Raider game on Sunday Night Football will advance to the playoffs. So for all intents and purposes, that is a playoff game. And what a perfect one to get it started. Two teams with a great history against one another. A team that in Vegas for the first time. Everything yeah. about this is a big deal. Yeah, it's it's not just a big deal. Remember we were doing the um, the Rams, or I'm sorry, the uh, Raiders and the Chargers. That was a Monday Night Football game. Sure. And we had fun with it. It was, a, you know, it was at SoFi and... Um, it, we were kind of, in a sense, trying to 
Hey, are, are there Charger fans? Are there? Are they out there? Are they going to run their mouth a little bit? And then Raider fans would call in, and it was a really cool thing to do. And look how early in the season it was. And now it's the final game of the year. Uh, it's flexed to Sunday night, like you mentioned. Uh, you want to make the playoffs? All you got to do is win, and that's the best way that you put it. The playoffs start on Sunday because that—that's yeah. exactly what it is. Um, I, I think it's got a lot of hype to it. I think it's going to be a fun game. And to be honest with you. You know, I know we got a ways to go before the game actually happens, but um, I, I actually this is a very Charger esque situation where they lose games like this. You took, yeah. I don't, but actually, I don't think they're going to lose this game. Well, I, I, I think I'd be more surprised if the Raiders win the game than the Chargers do. I think the Chargers are a better team. Okay, so for yeah. whatever that's worth, but look, they're they got the same record. They've they, it is what it is. But but what you said, I think, is pretty interesting because. If the Chargers lose, what a terrible season. What a terrible season. Yeah. Just an awful, awful season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the if the Raiders win, what a great start, right? That all I mean, th- think about what the Raiders have been through this season. Their coach gets fired, dismissed, however you want to talk about John Gruden losing his job in the middle of the season. He's gone. They have that terrible Henry Rugg situation that takes place where he's lost from the team. He killed a woman in the process in a, in a terrible car accident. They have to go to an, an interim head coach, and they somehow find their way into the playoffs. I mean, that, that would be an extraordinary end to a season. And the Raiders have been bad for a pretty long time to finally yeah. get there. The Chargers have the star quarterback of the future, the brand-new sparkling arena, the, the, uh, every, everything about We them. go for it on fourth down. We go we'll for go, it we'll exactly. Go for it again. We we'll go for you it again. You lost to the Houston Texans last week. Yep. yep. And you're going to miss the playoffs because you couldn't beat Houston? I don't want to hear about we're bold and Herbert. Mm-hmm. If you miss the playoffs this season, it is a disaster for the Chargers. So here's the funny thing. Do you know the last loss for the Raiders? Do you remember which game it was? You'd if you to, don't, yeah. I'm going to remind you. Okay. Yeah. It was when they decided pregame in Kansas City. <laughs> to, to stomp the logo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we and we were demolishing them. That's about, right. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, that the Raiders <laughs> are walking into Arrowhead against the Chiefs and, and stomping on their logo. That You know, they, they end up losing that game 48-9. to They went at Cleveland and won. Uh, It wasn't that close. You're right. (laughs) But after that moment, just think about kind of that low moment and how stupid they looked. They go at Cleveland and win. They beat the Denver Broncos. And then yesterday that win against Indianapolis, 23-20. That's that's really impressive. It's 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 impressive that the Raiders have put themselves in this position to have this conversation. So uh, it's going to be a fun game. And the fact that it got flexed and Lakers are playing at 630 is the biggest BS I've ever heard of. Right when that game starts is the same time the pregame show will start. Oh, no, no, thanks. Are the Lakers on the road or are they at home? Uh, Memphis at home. Okay, well, those you have to be in the arena. You won't be able to have the double Get to see some John Morant. Yeah, well, I'm okay with that. Again, I look, John Morant's nice, Lakers are nice, but I think that other game might, uh, might have a little higher priority. The first Ask Slee, not the last, the first Ask Slee of 2022. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So be honest. How uh, how much did you miss Ashley for the last week or so? Did you just stop people in the grocery store and say, hey, you want to ask me anything real quick? Um, yeah, I made it awkward. You know, people that have never heard of the show have no idea what the hell Ashley is. And, you know, they would just say uh, – Mr. Sliwa, your order is ready. And I'd say, yeah, go ahead, throw it at me. What what question do you have? <laughs> Hashtag ask Slee. Here we go. John in Fullerton, what are some guilty pleasures you make or what are some guilty pleasure purchases you make that you hide from Lady Slee? For example, I always have twenty dollars on me so I can hide from her when I buy burritos from that hole in the wall Mexican takeout joint. Hashtag ask Slee. Um, guilty pleasures. Just something that you'd rather nobody else know about. Yeah, it's going to be food-related. So, yeah, <laughs> nobody needs to know that I just ordered that or I ate that. I don't do the thing. I don't go as far as you taking the trash from, like, I don't know, Del Taco or In-N-Out <laughs> or something and throwing it in the neighbor's trash can. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I don't go that far. Um <laughs> But I think that would be the guilty pleasure. You know, just going and grabbing. Here's the guilty pleasure. The guilty pleasure is you're not doing it with her. So if I go, let's say I go, it's a good example. I go to that, uh, I mentioned that coffee shop that's got the ridiculous almond croissants, which, by the way, I got a week ago or so. Good for you. Um, I I only had half of it. So that then she could have the other half of it uh, because I would feel nice. bad. Uh, that I had it and she didn't have it because she probably loves that damn thing and I'm having it behind her back. So what, that could be cor- a little bit of a <laughs> the, guilty pleasure. The correct one is you buy two, you eat an entire one, and then you eat half of the second one and say, see, I saved you half. That's how you take care of that. That way everybody's happy. It's a, it's a win-win along the way. Jason Torres is next. Jason writes, hashtag Ashley. Did Big Al make it to midnight to ring in the new year? All right, this is what happened on New Year's Eve. Did you know... You knew what happened New Year's Eve, right? LeBron scored 186 points as the center for the Lakers. The National Basketball Association decided (laughs) to have tip-off at 745 on New Year's freaking Eve. (laughs) Oh, there must have been a Clippers game prior. No, no, no. Clippers are on the road. Okay, well, there was a Kings game before. No. Kings played, I think, the day before and the day after. (laughs) Does somebody want to explain to me why the hell the Lakers would play and this is not for my purposes here. It's not like I was going to – it's not like I was, I'm going to Vegas or I'm going to Mexico for three days. That wasn't going to happen, okay? Can you explain to me how the hell that happens where I'm walking out – Funches was there. We're both walking out of Crypto.com Arena and LA Live at 11.15 at night. So the answer is, yes, I did make it back. Um, and I did get a chance to, you know, spend it with, uh, with Lady Slee and Rook. But uh, I have no idea what the hell was going on to have a game that late. Can you help me understand that one, Trey? I, I cannot help you with the scheduling of any of these things. I'm just glad you made it to midnight because I had been asleep for about an hour and a half okay. by the time that we got to midnight. Another question for you. <laughs> Another question for you. When you get to – when you're watching the uh, you know the New Year celebrate the countdown, what yeah. do you usually watch? What do you usually I, watch? I, I, you're going to think I'm doing a bit. I swear to you I'm not. I have not been up 
for okay. that particular time in 20 years. Okay. <laughs> I, so I, I really awesome. can't this speak guy, to it. I thought you were going to say like three years or something. No, I because we do the Rose Bowl every every New Year's Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yep. it's a super long day, and we get a very early start on it. So I'm not drinking on New Year's Eve. I'm not staying up really late. I well, you're it doing it right early. because it's, it's very overhyped. I think doing the Rose Bowl would be uh, much better. But the reason why I ask that question is why is every – telecast every tv every you know news station whatever what why are they all airing new york's why the <laughs> la is not a big enough market to have their own countdown i don't know it's san francisco question. doesn't have enough money in the tech industry to have their own countdown they're like no no hey watch this from three hours ago that went on in the bronx i'm like no <laughs> how about Honolulu, watch that new year's eve let's bring it in from maui Let's let's bring it in the middle of the other side of the world. Let's the just keep hell it going. Is going on here. All right, here's the next one. Uh, this is from TFP. Uh, speaking of, after yeah. the Lakers Blazers game on the 31st, did Sliwa hit anyone with a Slea next year as he walked out of Crypto.com? Wait, say it again. When you were leaving the Laker game, did you hit yep. anyone with Slea you next year oh, as you geez. left the arena? <laughs> oh man. I did. I did it three times, and everybody literally just said, uh, bro, can you get out of the way? We're just trying to get out of the parking garage. Let's keep this thing moving. <laughs> All right, here's the moving. next one. Mario uh, Leonidas writes, during the past holiday season, did Slee go in for the awkward side hug with that distant third cousin who we knew was going to hit him up for Laker tickets, or did he just dab him up? <laughs> I like that I've had, a lot. I had a couple uh, the the awkward side hugs. Those are just they're just incredibly awkward, incredibly <laughs> awkward. I I thought, and right now we're all in the middle of something where I don't know what anybody's given. Are you going to fist bump me? Some person, if I give somebody a fist bump, some people don't want a fist bump. They want to stay away, and then somebody else wants to come in. Like, hey, just make sure hey. that you kiss both sides of the cheek here, and let's <laughs> let's keep this thing going. So I'm not really sure what to give anymore. I'm, I'm incredibly confused of what to give, but the side hug is always the most awkward one. Uh, <laughs> no, it, you know, you kind of like pat them on the back. I don't know. I, I, I don't I'll, here's what I know. If yeah. I'm not an infectious disease uh, doctor, so, so sure. what do I know? But if you, you we're all going to get it. So what the hell? Go in, <laughs> give the hug, the handshake, the kiss on both cheeks, whatever makes you most comfortable normally. Just just go for it at this point because it feels like everybody's got it at one point or another, and we're just going to keep moving forward. I, I, do I don't think know you, what else do you to think do. You, wait, have you had it yet? Do you know? Uh, not yet, but I, I'm just. Do you I'm think you've had it in the past? Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know I got, either. I, I got my shot it, when I was eligible to get it, so I, I yeah. don't know. I've had my booster, so I, I don't know. I, I feel fine. I haven't felt sick. Put it this way. While I understand that it's ser- serious, I haven't been this healthy in a long time. Not going anywhere and doing all of these things, I guess, is, oh, yeah. is, there's a hidden benefit to some of this stuff. Yeah, uh, not shaking see. hands, not, you know, all that. Yep. All of those things. Um. What is Slee's strategy to finish a plate of food? Does he finish the main entree last or his favorite of the sides? Does it depend on what tastes worse when it's not warm anymore? Inquiring minds want to know. Hashtag Ask Slee. That's from Danny H. You know what I always do? I always eat what I don't want first. I always save the best for last. Strategy. That's usually usually the strategy. So if it's, uh, you know, if I got a nice piece of steak and it's sitting right in front of me, I might finish the vegetables first and then get into the steak. 
I don't know why I do that, but I've always done that. I've always kind of like, all right, let me get rid of the the bad stuff first, and then let's get to the good stuff. See, do you I do that th- at all or no? The, no, that's an. It, I I don't mind that. That's actually an an, an interesting strategy. It, it it has some thought to it, and I I respect anything that had some thought put into it. So I I like it. I'm a I'm gonna try a little bit of everything as I go. I'm gonna kind of go around the world. I'm gonna have a bite of steak. I'm gonna have a little potato, little vegetable, maybe a bite of the bread. I'm gonna go and kind of sample all the things simultaneously. I'm not just gonna power through the potato and then eat the steak and then eat the broccoli. I'm gonna have a little well, bit all at the same time. There is something about that too, because then you know you all of a sudden find yourself saying, "Wait a minute, that little bit of potato with that little bit of steak—that's <laughs> a nice little combination." Well, sure it is. Let's keep this thing going. There's a reason they've been serving those two things together for a hundred million years. It's, they're they're pretty good together. Romello writes: Is Slee the type of person, the type of person I should say, that wants his Christmas tree gone after New Year's Day? Hashtag ask this is good. This, this, this is a, an important question. It's a great great question. Um, had a conversation with my girl this morning, actually. This is perfect. It's almost like as if he was in the living room with us. <laughs> she said, I'm throwing the Christmas tree away today. Not a big one. We got kind of a smaller one. Um, I'm throwing it away like today. tabletop small or like at least it sits on the ground small? Uh, sits on the ground. Yeah, it sits okay. on, it's just not like a you know, it's not giant a ten tree footer. or whatever. Yeah. No, no 10-footer. No so uh, that's what she said. And I'm like, um, yeah. We're going to definitely wait till January 6th. That's how this works. And she then started to show me. She said, okay, cool. Just so you know, Rookie has bit through the lights. He Uh-oh. bit through the, you know, just the, the Christmas lights, like the actual yeah. wire. It's not like it was plugged or anything in. Um, but he's basically demolished the tree. The tree is done. So when And then she said, we're throwing everything away that's currently on the tree there are no ornaments left on the bottom half of the tree because he's took them all out every one of them was just fair game for him and he will go through uh it was like life or death for him to get to whatever ornament that he could reach (laughs) so uh yeah we're getting rid of the christmas tree today because it is demolished it's the right answer The, the correct answer there are two possible right answers one is the day after christmas it needs to be gone i'm 100 percent okay with that or Today is the day. The first Monday after the week between Christmas and New Year's, that's when the thing, when all of it needs to come down. You can enjoy it for that extra week. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. But you can't do it in the middle of the week because why? Either get it done right after or give yourself the entire week. And the Christmas lights, while they may still be on your house for another day or two, they can't be turned on anymore. Last night was the last night where you were allowed to have I always Christmas wait lights on. Labor days when I typically <laughs> get rid of the Christmas tree. Or you just unscrew them and screw them back in with Fourth uh, of July colors. Just go red, white, and blue and leave them up all season long. You're <laughs> covered bad. no matter what. Astley is brought to you by Harris Resort SoCal, voted best resort in Funner, California, from dining to unwinding. A trip to Funner, California is always a win. Are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip by visiting HarrisSoCal.com. All right. Uh, some phrases we need to get rid of in 2021. That's coming up, out. And Lakers have won two in a row. Does it mean anything at all as we get closer to the halfway point? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.